0: This is the nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl
4: champion Sean King on v the Sports Betting Network
5: Hour two of the nightcap here on v alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Always fun to have the Friday crew in.
6: Can you uh, introduce me as Duke's biggest super fan for the rest of the show? I certainly
5: cannot, but uh, you can. You can just do it to yourself. Uh, that is uh, Tulane Hall of Fame quarterback Sean King. Uh, Let's bring in our next guest. It is uh, Tom Casale, great college basketball handicapper and always love having him uh, on the program as we've got a a big weekend of college basketball, some championship games to get to. Mr. Casale, how are you, sir? Hopefully you did not join me on the uh, Aggie pain train this morning and uh, you were enjoying yourself, maybe having a cup of coffee and be like, huh, that must have been a bad beat.
4: Well, I'm doing well, but luckily I wasn't on that pain train because I was on the Syracuse pain train on Monday uh, when somehow they didn't cover eight points. <laughs> Lost by nine in overtime. So I, I would not have been able to take another one of those in, in the same week.
5: Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, yeah, people don't care about bad beats. They want to know about the next game. So uh, real quickly, Tom, uh, <laughs> we do have a game coming up. Curious. If you have any opinion. I actually have Portland Uh, On the money line against San Diego, Uh, Portland kind of rising, San Diego struggling a little bit. But I do think it's a bit misleading if you look at San Diego because they played the best teams towards the end of the season. They won last night. So any opinion on this final game of the West Coast Conference tonight?
4: Yeah. Who did you take? I took Portland. Hopefully you don't like. San yeah, Diego. that's okay. No, that's that. Um, I, I actually, I, I had a light card today. I, I was uh, I'm looking more towards tomorrow, but Portland, if I had placed a, a solid bet, that would have been the team that made it. I I was looking at that a lot. I think you're right. Uh, Portland's been playing great defense, you know, uh, over this last month. So I like that play. I, I think they're going to win this game outright. Uh, so I'm with you on the pilots. Let's go pilots. All right. That's coming up in
5: a little bit. So, uh,
4: I like that the line has
5: moved uh, in my favor, but let's get to a big card on Saturday. Huge card. You know what? Instead of uh, I like to I like to do first dealer's choice where you want to speak most comfortably because you know we we do a million of these right. and we do radio hits ourselves and we're like let's talk the biggest games. Well, we'll hit those, but Tom, I want to know the games that you have pinpointed that you
4: like early here on this Saturday card. Yeah, I have a couple of plays. One, I listen. Virginia stinks, right? Everyone knows it. I haven't been a Virginia fan since before the season, but boy, this is the kind of game where that defense just locks down. Louisville doesn't have scores. So I I like Virginia on the short number. Louisville is a a team to me who keeps getting too much respect from the odds makers. I mean, they barely have a starting five. Virginia doesn't score a lot. This is a game where I don't think they're going to have to. They beat Louisville 64-52 earlier in the season. I think you're going to see a similar type game. So I like the Cavaliers. The game I really like though I like UCLA. I know some people might look at that line and think it's a little high. USC lives off offensive rebounds. UCLA actually got 20 defensive rebounds in the first meeting to USC's nine offensive rebounds, which is almost unheard of for UFC, USC. But the Bruins shot 29% from the field. They're probably not going to shoot 29% from the field at home. They're that they're great at home. They have one loss to Oregon in overtime. They average seven Seventy-five points in Pauly. They're healthy now. This is a UCLA team. I think could start turning the corner a little bit, and I think they get a big win on Saturday. All
5: right. So he likes UVA going up against. What is that? Minus two. Louisville UVA? and uh, yeah, Virginia is. Uh, that is an early game. So here in uh, in the desert, nine a.m. noon local. Virginia laying three at Louisville, and then late night UCLA laying eight against USC Tom Casale joining us you can follow him on Twitter at the Tom Cassali, great college basketball handicapper uh, before we jump into the card uh, a little more extensively and maybe some leans your way uh, when you look at the futures board are there any teams when it comes to the conference tournaments and I know you're probably the same similar mindset of 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 most, which is let's see how the bracket comes out. But are there any teams that you're maybe keeping an eye on what those odds might look like in the conference tournament odds?
4: Sure. So when I look at conference tournaments, I want to I want a conference where things might be up in the air. Listen, if you take an underdog in the SEC uh, good luck. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's five, six really good teams in the SEC. So you don't see. I don't think you're going to see a back of a pack team in the SEC. What about the Pac-12? Right. What about a team like Arizona State hmm. who's starting to get, you start to get hot? I mean, can't you see anarchy in the Pac-12 tournament? Listen, yes. Arizona, by far the best team, right? And UCLA is really good. But I'm just talking about a conference where teams aren't really that great, where you can make a little run. Listen, the Mountain West has a I like every Mountain West team, it depends what day it is, mm-hmm. but, and I know this is becoming a popular play, but watch out for your running rebels. Uh, UNLV is starting to play well at the right time. You know, they have a great score. So I think they're an interesting team. And another, another, uh, conference where I might look to take a, a more of an underdog is the big 10. I don't really know who. Because uh, it's going to depend on how that uh, how that shapes up. But to me, the Big Ten, I don't see any really strong teams there. So it wouldn't be surprised me if a four or a five seed won the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I totally agree about the Pac-12. Uh, and you said yeah, it We talked night. about
5: it yesterday. Uh, Sean said, you know, Arizona State is getting hot. You can find them at 100-1 to 1, uh, to win that mm-hmm. conference here at Circa. I think those odds are down. There might be a Pac-12 game tonight. That might be the reasoning uh, for it. You know, to be honest, Tom, I was I was hoping to play Oregon and then I don't know what that was last night I, and, and maybe that I should try to you know take that out of my mouth but I had Oregon last night closing out a money line parlay and they were just dreadful so I, I don't know what to think of Oregon because all along I've been saying look Dana Altman coming to you know this spot where he's won before I don't know if I can trust that team and those ten to one odds just they're not juicy enough for me the way that Oregon has been playing lately.
4: Yeah, I I agree with you. Like last week, I was thinking about Oregon myself, Mm but you're talking about a team that's got blown out by Arizona State, blown out by Washington, um, blown out by Cal at home, which is one of the worst losses of the season for any team. So I just don't know what you're getting. They're kind of like the Alabama of the West, right? (laughs) They play UCLA, they play USC. They've been in these games, they're three and one against UCLA and USC. And then they're getting blown out by these lesser teams, a very hard team to read. but. It wouldn't surprise me. Again, I think the Pac-12. You're gonna, you're gonna see some. You're gonna want to watch a Pac-12 tournament if, if you like craziness. I think.
5: Yeah, I, I agree. I think you know these big time conference tournaments uh, are gonna be fascinating to see. Uh, I actually made a bet. Uh, was it last week or was it earlier? This, I think it was earlier this week on on these Duke Blue Devils right here because you know. And Tom, I think you're of a, a similar mindset. I mean, I, I don't want to lay chalk, but. I just look at this Duke team, I look at the losses that they've sustained. I think I can make an excuse for all four of their losses and I think they're going to be incredibly motivated. They're going to have the crowd on their side there in Brooklyn. So if it's, you know, minus a dollar 25, which is what I was able to grab earlier this week, minus 130, minus 135, I actually think it is a, a worthy bite because they're going to be such a big favorite in every single
4: game in the ACC tournament. No doubt about it. The only way I don't see Duke winning that tournament is if they get like a Virginia and Virginia mucks the game. You know what I mean? They've done that. They've did it to Duke earlier this year. That's the only way a team like Virginia who can, who can contrast styles and maybe slow the pace. And Duke has a poor shooting night, but these other teams, the way Duke's playing right now and the way they're, they're hitting their shots and, and hitting the boards. I just think it's going to be tough for a Miami or a Notre Dame to beat them in the ACC tournament. So I agree with you out of all the tournaments. That's to me, the one where the favorite has a clear edge over everybody else.
6: Well, Tom, I definitely want to get back to tomorrow's schedule and some individual games, but what about Wake forest? and the ACC. And the thing that scares me about Duke is we're not really deep. And if we were to get in foul trouble, now we have to get to the, the roaches of the world. And I'm not just sure that that's ACC championship caliber personnel on our bench. What about Wake Forest sitting there at plus 900?
4: That's not a bad bat. Wake Forest has one of the few teams that has a size to deal with Duke. You, you know, they They played them tough in Cameron. So, again, Wake Forest, one of those teams, they're kind kind of erratic, right? they got a little Oregon, a little Alabama in them. (laughs) Every time you want to fall in love with them, they they get a loss where you're like, whoo, remember they got killed by Syracuse uh, last month. And I was just like, wow, it, it takes a lot to get killed by Syracuse. So, no, but they do, in terms of talent and the way they match up, I would agree Wake Forest is the one team that could give Duke a little trouble.
5: All right, a couple more games before we let you run, Tom, at the Tom Casale on Twitter. Uh, this is one of those lines that alarm bells are going off in my head, and I just feel like this team is kind of primed for a letdown spot, and that's Arkansas. I love them. I love the must bus, uh, but they've, they've been kind of not skating by, but they've had some really high-level games. You're going on the road to Tennessee, and this is a big number. Tennessee laying six against Arkansas tomorrow.
4: Yeah, I was surprised by that number too. you know, and then you look at Tennessee blew out Auburn at home. They blew out Kentucky at home. I mean, the the way they play at home is tough. Arkansas is playing great. I I agree with you. If you're into numbers and and, uh, when they smell funny, that one smells funny because I'd make that game more around three, four myself. So I stayed away from it, but I I can see that if you're looking to to fade that number, I would go Tennessee for sure.
5: And then final one, uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier. Florida's desperate. Uh, They're on the wrong side of the bubble for most spots. Huge task, but you're catching five at home against Kentucky. You give Florida a shot. Last week, they beat Auburn.
4: Yeah, I think that number is about right. I wanna, I just wanna see tie Ty, Ty Washington yeah. and Wheeler. That's what I'm looking for. They, they still haven't looked healthy to me, especially uh, Washington, and they need to be healthy if Kentucky's gonna make a serious run. So that, that's one of those games where I think the number's right. I'm gonna watch it for more of interest in, in the uh, for future games. Personally, I, I lean Florida a little bit. I think they got some mojo going, but uh, it'll be an interesting game to watch.
5: He is Tom Casale. Follow him at The Tom Casali from NBC Sports. Great stuff, Tom. Great stuff as always, man. Have a great weekend. You too. Take care, guys. There he is, Tom Casale. It is the nightcap. I don't think Sean likes what he just saw man, happen. Ducks at- are
6: tripping. <laughs>
5: Get an early start on your College Hoops tournament betting with vSIN's full court bracket coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on vSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VEASAN College Hoop experts, including Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoop experts. That'll be on Sunday, March 13th, a week from this Sunday, folks, at 6 p.m. Eastern, free here on VEASAN. Fired up to be part of that coverage, Sean will be uh, on that coverage Poolside. as well at the pool, yeah. Uh, with the, with the crew there, so that'll be a, a lot of fun to watch uh, inside I gotta, like, work the pool. On
6: my outfit?
5: You're be in a pool, yeah. You put your little fedora on. I gotta have an outfit. I gotta be looking sharp. Well, you're in the pool. Well, how can you look sharp in the pool?
6: Well, I gotta get me like one of them nice, like super silk floral shirts or something. You know, come up with some nice eyewear. You're gonna wear a silk shirt in the pool? Well, we're gonna be sitting at a desk in the pool. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. Like your body is gonna be I know in that, the water. I know that, bro. I, I, I are have. You gonna
5: keep the unbutton?
6: I don't know yet. Yeah. I might go get me like. I might pull out one of my nice, you know, diamond crusted chains or something. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there. Well, we'll fit. We'll if fit. I'm gonna make people money, then I might as well look like. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is true. Yeah. Um. And where
5: are you gonna be? I'll be here. be sitting at our desk. Uh, Southern Illinois.
6: It's a good place done. for you. We don't want you to uh, sunburn. We'll keep you inside.
5: I'll be on for four
6: hours. Red, so. red attracts the light. I'm aware. Yeah. I'm aware. Thank you
5: for my reminder. Um, got Phoenix leading uh, the Knicks right now, 58-53 in uh, some NBA action tonight. Not a, not a huge slate of college hoops. Sean on Moorhead State uh, leading by six right now. They were catching... Uh, four and a half in this one, and I prefer if you not uh, mention that game. Well, I have to. Because yeah, well, I
6: just think you're mushing. Good. I think you're indirectly trying to mush me. Sean, we host a sports gambling show, in which
5: we have to tell the people scores of
6: games. But you know, I have the money line. I don't have the points. Okay, I just I told. So then you. let them be. They're they're fine as long as you don't say anything. They're they're looking excellent, you know. Just because you're a
5: mush, does not mean that I can't tell the people what the score is? I'm trying
6: like, to prevent you from morphing into one. It's kind of my no, no. You,
5: <laughs> I learned from the best <laughs> over there. Uh, so yeah, we got some uh, got some conference tournaments going on. Uh, Portland and San Diego over at the Orleans. I'm riding with the uh, the Purple Pilots. Hopefully they can get it done. Uh, got him on minus 120 on the money line. That line up to two and a half now against San Diego. That is the final That's tonight, right? game of the night. And uh, yeah. So just kicked off. Was it eight or eight 30? Uh, hasn't tipped yet. Eight 30, eight 30 Pacific. So uh mm-hmm. late night game over at the Orleans. Uh, Sean needs some goals here for the, uh, for the visiting. I'm in a good Anaheim spot here. Good
6: spot here. Like, they're playing very soft on defense. I mean, there's no checking. There's no matching body for body. They're kind of just letting Vegas Free skate in front of their goalie, but they are getting shots, you know, on the opposing end. So I I know Vegas is definitely not elite. Well, that didn't help. I shouldn't have said anything. I mushed myself. So Vegas just scored and go up four to two. So again, I'll stop watching that game because when I haven't paid attention to it, the results have been to my liking.
5: The Phoenix and New York right now that going on. And as uh, you
6: were saying, I do need a lot of goals now.
5: Phoenix was laying six (laughs) here at Circa against New York, the Knicks, and they lead by three. That one. Nearing the end of the first half, Houston and Denver, the only other NBA game going on. One of the big games of the night was the Milwaukee Bucks going to Chicago. Road favorite covered. Uh, they covered the five, win 118 to 112 over the Chicago Bulls. Philadelphia wins, does not cover against Cleveland, wins 125 to 119. So after this weekend is complete, Sean, Monday is going to be a crazy show because we're going to have all of. The Big Boy Conference tournaments brackets out and ready to go, but we still can take a gander right now and and see what the odds are. Uh, so these odds, courtesy of Circus Sports, are for the Big 12 tournament, and Baylor is the co-favorite uh, with Kansas, Texas Tech at plus two ninety, Texas sitting there at plus five fifty, and then. It drops off considerably. Uh, TCU at twenty-three to one. Who's been playing really good basketball uh, as of late? Oklahoma, uh, Iowa State twenty-six to one. Oklahoma thirty to one, and uh, West Virginia at fifty-five to one. So, uh, if you're wondering, just taking a look at the uh, the Big Ten standings, it's you know ten versus seven, eight versus nine, and then normal quarterfinal play. I believe this tournament is in Kansas City. I think that's where it is. Uh, every year so you know at this point in time Baylor and Kansas they are tied atop the standings both at 13 and four Texas Tech at 12 and five Texas at 10 and seven so Oklahoma State Oklahoma Kansas State and West Virginia look like your teams that will ultimately uh be uh getting the actually Oklahoma State Aaron Oklahoma State is ineligible right are they not eligible to play in this tr- yeah, so yeah. Oklahoma State is is uh, removed them from the discussion.
6: Yeah, because they were trying to uh, see if they can get that lifted. Yeah. Because they were like, this regime wasn't there when the alleged infractions happened. But it's not quite how it, how it works. So when I look at this, my long shot play would be TCU. Simply because I feel like they're playing their best basketball of the season right now. They just beat Kansas, and they're extremely competitive with them in, in a back-to-back, which is rare in a conference where you play the same team twice. So I like TCU as my long shot play, but I'm going to go Texas Tech as the team I would take over Kansas and Baylor. I just think that intensity on defense, that confidence, that belief, that can maybe take them all the way through the the, the conference title. Kansas is very inconsistent. Uh, Baylor's playing a lot better, you know, but they're not unbeatable. So I, my long shot play in this conference would be TCU, and then if I was going to ride with one of the favorites, I'd roll with Texas Tech.
5: Yeah, um, I do. I mean, I am a a believer in Texas Tech. Um, I'm just having a hard time with these big conference tournaments. I have a hard time, you know, playing the favorites, like a Baylor at plus 190. I think they're playing their best basketball right now, Sean, but I'm I'm not betting them at plus 190 to win three games in three days. Because I think Iowa State
6: and TCU can beat those teams.
5: More so, TCU. I'm not a really big believer in Iowa State. They were kind of fraudulent early on in the year, getting some close wins. It came back down to earth, but no. I mean, yeah, any team is capable, and 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 these, especially in like a Big 12, uh, the Pac 12 this year. I don't think so in the ACC, the SEC. I mean, good luck trying to bet that one. I mean, you know, when we see those, that's a tough those, one because, because
6: I thought Tennessee would be longer odds than plus 335. Obviously, the bookmakers' power rating on Tennessee is higher than what our opinion is of Tennessee. And I think it starts with the fact that there's six-point favorites tomorrow mm-hmm. versus Arkansas. Yeah, So it's actually making me look a little closer at Tennessee as a team that I might could play to make it to the Final Four, to have a chance to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament because it seems the metrics and the odds makers I think that Tennessee is a pretty darn good basketball team.
5: Yeah, I mean Tennessee is one of the best defensive teams in the country, third in the country in defensive efficiency. Uh, Offense is a bit of a question mark, right? 52nd in uh, offensive efficiency, but I think I think it was Jim Root who was in here earlier this week who made this point. It's you know they're they're kind of Virginia without the notoriety of Virginia, you know, when they were making their run. Now they're just more athletic, though. Well, yeah, I so mean, I think their offensive deficiencies. I mean, Virginia did them. win a national championship,
6: right? And they had uh, a lottery pick on the team. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter. Right. Um, I just think when you watch Tennessee play, they well,
5: actually DeAndre Hunter was he still? Yeah, around? he was
6: on that team. Yeah. When you watch Tennessee play, they do have a lot of athleticism. They have guys that can finish at the rim. They have guys that can get their own shot. Now where they struggle is with set offenses, you know, inconsistent shooting the basketball, which can be a problem, but. You know, when you play the type of defense they play, I think you can force teams to turn the ball over. You know, they can overwhelm you at times with their skill. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just I just th- I like to when when I see a team that I don't think is that good have these kind of odds in this tough of a conference. It just makes me look a second, third time and make sure I'm not missing anything.
5: Yeah, and I mean, you look at Kentucky and Auburn. Uh, you know, for Kentucky. I- yeah you're playing for a one seed honestly it's it's with with the injury concerns of Ty Ty Washington and uh, and Wheeler it's almost not advantageous to win and play all the way to Sunday in the SEC tournament uh it would make more sense to kind of ease up and uh and and not win this conference tournament i mean they're not going to punt on any of these games, but yeah, I would just I would be surprised if Kentucky ultimately won the conference tournament. I think obviously they could win the national championship conference tournament. I don't know. Uh, I think look a little bit further down the board. Tennessee might be an intriguing look. It is the nightcap. Night scored again.
4: This is the nightcap on V the Sports Betting Network.
5: Play free hoops for a share of 40000 bucks this March with Xfinity unbeatable power picks. Connect to the cash with winning picks against the spread in eight free-to-play pools and compete for your share of 5000 bucks per pool. Head to DraftKings.com slash Xfinity power picks now to join the action. Xfinity, stream basketball and more basketball with speeds faster than a gig. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Friday night here in Las Vegas, where the hometown team is uh, is taking care of business, which is uh, much to the chagrin
6: of my co-host. Still a lot, still a lot of hockey left. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully we. Normally I would say five to two is insurmountable, but I mean Anaheim's getting their chances if they can just. You know, actually put some of these point blank shots in the back of the net. We could easily be five, three, five, four going into the third. And I'll take my sh- my chances.
5: Only one NBA game left on the schedule. The uh, Phoenix Suns, who were laying six and a half, uh, they are up three at the break against the New York Knicks. A lot of mid major basketball tonight. Shout out to the Bonnies. Get it done. Yes. Senior night, a senior laden team. who Usuni played. And uh, the Bonnies were able to get a double-digit victory. Important game for them. Uh, they locked up the four seed, which is a double-bye to the quarterfinals in the A-10 and uh, improved to 13-2 at home. So a good win for the Bonneys uh, to get that done. And a lot of, um, a lot of these mid-major conference tournaments, Sean, uh, chalk is, well, at least in the Missouri Valley, the chalk prevailed uh, in that conference today as Northern Iowa Loyola, Chicago, Missouri State didn't cover, but won. And uh, now Drake has just uh, concluded a win over Southern Illinois. So all of the top seeds in Arch Madness have moved on. Southeast Missouri State got a crazy backdoor cover against Murray State. Murray State was dominating this game, won by 14. uh, But that last bucket was important to some. Wow. because it made it 88 to 74 that game went off 14 and a half but Murray State the racers move on to the championship of the OVC and they will play the winner of Morehead State in Belmont which is being played right now and uh Morehead State has a nine point lead at the break against the Belmont Bruins uh, winner of that game like I mentioned gets Murray State tomorrow night in the OVC
6: championship game hoping I have Morehead State tonight yeah. on the money line. And I have them plus nine hundred tomorrow because I picked them to win the conference. Yeah, you did. So hopefully we can Are up nine win right the now. second half by just a point. Yep. And um go into tomorrow's game kind of free rolling a little bit. That'd
5: be nice. Nice for you. Would be. Uh Murray State. We'll talk to uh we'll talk to uh, Shelby Mast, a bracketologist coming up at the top of the hour. Murray State. Win or lose tomorrow night is secure in the field of 68.
6: Good. I hope they sit their starters. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're trying to, uh, you know, get as high as a seven seed. I've seen a lot of projections, having at eight, nine game, which would be kind of unfortunate because they're that good. And it would be uh, kind of sad to see them have to be in an eight, nine game, but uh, we will see. We'll see if they can get it done tomorrow. Or for Sean's case, not get it done tomorrow and Moorhead head state uh, come home uh, with a big payday there. So, uh, morehead state leading by 9 one game still to go tonight uh, i'm ro- rolling with and i mentioned, I roll it. With you. Uh, I mentioned it earlier tonight uh, earlier today on uh, on my um on the edge hopefully portland uh, takes care of business here this is this line was a bit fishy to me but the market is is off on portland in my opinion so they've been playing better they had a 32 point win over san diego not too long ago uh san diego closed out the regular season just one and six did win yesterday against pepperdine uh, but uh, we're with the Portland Pilots tonight. That game should be kicking off here, tipping off here uh, momentarily. I Sean. did
6: not get any CLV. I got them at two and a half. So did you? Did you lay the points, or did you go money long? No, I laid the points. Gives yourself a little open for. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I said it before. I did not get any CLV on that's this. That's all fun. right.
5: So hopefully, let's let's go Portland. Just uh, rocking chair would be nice. Just take care of business. That would be tremendous. So, Sean, we've been talking the past couple of days, really past couple of weeks about the quarterbacks in this draft class. No one really overwhelming, but I think all along we expected somebody was going to emerge as that that sexy pick. And when we saw them down in Mobile, Mm -hmm. it was the Malik Willis show, throwing so well, voted offensive player of the, of the week by the defensive squad side, just everything coming out about was Malik Willis, Malik Willis, Malik Willis. And you started to see some movement in the market. Uh, but there weren't a lot of first quarterback selected markets out there. A couple emerged earlier this week. Caesars. We talked about this on Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it was plus 160 for Malik Willis. I think you and I both agreed. Malik Willis is worth the bet. I would have made the bet. It didn't exist here in Las Vegas. However, last night we were talking about it. We were talking to Adam Hill covering the combine. He was very impressed by Malik Willis, just the way he composed himself. Yeah, I think he's a, a met with the media. CEO
6: of the fan club.
5: And uh, last night at stations here in Las Vegas, the only market that I'm aware of in Las Vegas that was had this bet up, which is first quarterback selected, Malik Willis was plus 110. Kenny Pickett was minus 120. This morning, Malik Willis jumped 80 cents. He is now minus 170, while Kenny Pickett is plus 140. And my question to you, Sean, as we sit here on March 4th, still, what, two months essentially away from the draft, has the market overreacted too much here on Malik Willis? Should he be that big of a favorite to be the first quarterback selected?
6: I don't think so because, as I mentioned when the season ended, I thought he would excel during the short season. You know, because he's extremely talented. He has a elite plus-caliber arm, and he's a good person. You know, went to a Christian school, Liberty. So, you know, all the intangibles are there. You know, great family. I just I felt like he would ace this process. The one hesitation I have is we have to identify – Where the first quarterback is going to be selected, then see if that coach, that coordinator, have ever run an offense that would fit his skill set. Because I think ultimately that's what's going to determine who gets selected first. Because he's not going to get drafted by a team that wants to run more of a traditional system, you know, not utilize the QB run game, you know, more of a pocket type you know, set up, so it'll be interesting. But I felt like he would ace the process, and he has. I'm happy for him. I didn't get a chance to watch the quarterbacks throw. I just saw some of the highlights. It looked like they all threw the ball well, but I didn't get to uh, to watch all of it. So I, I, I knew coming into this that, that he would excel through this process. His only issue is going to be once the pro days and everything is over and people go back and look at last year's game film, I do still think they're going to have some questions about how ready he is in the near future to actually play the quarterback position in the National Football League.
5: A team, there's going to be a lot of teams that will, you know, come out of the woodwork and, you know, want quarterbacks. Obvious ones. Washington certainly uh, needs a quarterback, and we'll kind of get to
6: Washington. I just don't see him going to Washington because of the RG three thing. Uh, I'm just, just because the last time they tried this, it didn't really work for them. And I think teams have memories like elephants. I don't think a lot of teams like, like think about Atlanta, like when the Michael Vick thing blew up in their face, they went as far away from Michael Vick as they could. They went with Matt Ryan. You know, it's just, it sort of seems like, you know, and it is what it is. I'm not saying it's a right or wrong. I'm just saying, I think he will have to go to a team that's a little more open to not running a necessarily traditional type system.
5: I mean, I, I mean, the downfall of RG three was RG three, right. right? And and his relationship with the owner, who is basically going to be as far away from this team as possible. So, but I, I, you know, it's a fair point. I mean, you know, the owner was the reason they drafted Dwayne Haskins. He went into that room and said, "We're drafting Dwayne Haskins," and they drafted Dwayne Haskins. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. But before them. I'm curious because I know that you have some ties a little bit to Carolina. Matt Rule and that that, that staff, they're under heat, right? They they need a win. Sam Bradford's option got picked up. Sam Bradford, before, Sam Darnold. Before he played. <laughs> At six. Why couldn't I get lucky like that? <laughs> Golly, I had to go earn it. At six, would Malik Willis make sense for Carolina, or they need more of a ready-made guy? <clears throat>
6: So, here's Malik's issue, and this could change between now and draft day. Can he convince a team like the Carolina Panthers that he's ready to play now? Matt Rule didn't have three years. Right. And they have to win now. When you look at their roster, their roster is built to win now. Both of those receivers are already on big contracts. McCaffrey, big contract. A couple of those guys on defense, big contracts. They're in their primes. So, like, they're not in a position for him not to be – ready to to be a playoff-caliber quarterback until 2024. So it's just, if he can convince a team like Carolina that he's ready now, then hey, maybe he gets selected there. I don't think he can do it, but we'll see. Well, we will see, and uh, we'll see what Washington will do. Uh, The NFC East, some
5: interesting news regarding the reigning champ. We'll discuss that on the other side. It's the Nightcap here on v
2: If you dare.
4: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from all our experts, including Hoof Peterson on every key team, conference and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderellas. Sign up today and get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only 19 bucks at VSIN.com slash madness. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. I want to point something out. And I believe I just saw our good friend Will Hill, the host of the New York City cast and mm-hmm. frequent contributor to uh, the v network um, tweet this out that I believe Mitch Moss was on his podcast today saying unders in the Missouri Valley conference. Someone else brought this up to me, but I'll give credit to, uh, to Mitch on this one. They went, Four zero today in the uh, in Arch Madness. All the favorites won. They did not all cover. Missouri State did not cover. And uh, I'll say this: a lot of people. Uh, did you grab the Missouri State four to one?
6: Yes, I did. Okay, so you're on it. My two conference, Aaron. um, tourney win bets are Missouri State and Morehead State. Okay, uh, so I got them at four to one. I believe Aaron is on
5: that as well. Um, and uh, they're still alive. Beat Valpo today. They will play Drake. Tomorrow and Uh covered in should be a uh, no. They didn't. No, I uh, thought c- they did. Closed ten and a half. They won by nine. Mm. Um, but still, still won. <laughs> it's all that matters when you have a future. That's the beauty of having those futures. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, I've got I've got the mocks. Chattanooga starting tomorrow, so hopefully uh, Chattanooga can uh, start their winning ways. Are they still plus two hundred? Uh, they were plus last check at Westgate. They were plus two sixty, but nice. I, I could double check on that. Uh, Samford, not 25 to one anymore. So I've got the collision course. Uh, I called it the Jim Root special. Uh, Chattanooga on the top part. Uh, Samford on the bottom. If we could get them to meet in the, in the championship. Oh, boy. That was Stanford be, down. Cool. Sanford down 15 to one. Yeah, 15 to one. Uh, and then uh, my Bryant Bulldogs. That was my biggest futures play semifinals of the NEC tomorrow. Uh, for Bryant, so uh, if they take care of business, they'll be hosting the championship game next week, so uh, yeah, we got some futures out there, gave out some plays, I'm on Duke uh, not tomorrow, but to win the ACC tournament, I have officially fired away on your Blue Devils
6: Have they come out with the line yet for tomorrow?
5: Uh, Yes, 11 and a half
6: and some 12s so it is high It'll probably be 13 and a half tomorrow because the game's not to like 3 our time 6 Eastern, yep, and the world
5: is going to be on Duke for a good reason. Look, yeah. they, they play the UNC and they smash UNC at the Dean Dome. All this, you know, I, I think UNC's just a, a, an overrated team and, and we're going to have a bracketologist join us top of the hour. And Shelby Mass, I, I'm curious where he has UNC. I, I don't think they're right now, in my opinion, I, I don't think they deserve to be in the field, but uh, hey, I and don't.
6: This will go a long way to getting them in. Yeah,
5: if they win tomorrow, they're. One hundred percent locked in, uh, but I want to keep a little football conversation. So let me going just here. say
6: this before you switch yeah. over. I need Duke not just to win tomorrow, mm-hmm. but I need them to look like a one seed because everyone will be watching. You know that doesn't matter, right? We say it doesn't. I know, but there are humans that, that vote for the seating, right? Uh, they don't vote, or uh, they discuss it, right? So again. Luke's playing a lot better now. Yeah, they started the season really hot, then mm-hmm. kind of. I don't know if he complacent or they were young, so you knew they were going to have a lull at some point. As, now as they're the, back playing. Ask Shelby at the top of the score. hour.
5: I and this is I've continued to be pretty consistent with this. I agree, they're playing as good as anyone in the country.
6: Well, I'm trying to talk them into a one, but so. they're not going to be a one seed. And well, you can bet it. You can, can bet it. Can, can we cigar bet that? Yes. All right. Done. I don't have my book, so.
5: So, we'll just do that right there. Duke, over, under, one and a half. I'll take the over, and you take the under. Cool. Okay. Another cigar bet in the books. Aaron, you got that one marked down there? Yep. All right. There we go. Another cigar bet. All right. We'll uh, We'll talk to Shelby Mast coming up at the top of the hour. Look, I like your Duke Blue Devils.
6: I- That's the difference between me and you. Why? What, what? Our emotional investment in things. You like, I love. Yeah, I'm not a Duke, right. fan. I'm not a Duke fan, but I don't. Some people like championship caliber
5: college basketball programs. Some don't. Well, the team that you've talked the most smack about on this show has won two titles since Duke won their last. So you know, the Uncles, yeah, of yeah, Villanova. The Uncles
6: have got two banners hanging in their rafters. Yeah, they're normally pretty good basketball team. I'm just saying I don't like this year's version. That's all. They'll be on a th- nothing against the program. Be Excellent on a, program. They'll be on a three
5: line. So you can uh, go ahead and pick a 14 seed. Still open ended over under one and a half wins in the NCAA tournament. I take the over. You take the under.
6: I see what the seed is first. Okay. I see, and it was two and a half, not one and a half. No, 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 no. No, check the tape. It was one and a half. Well, no, I'm not. They're gonna win their first game if they get overseeded, like uh, a two or three. They were playing like a 15, well, you, 14. Well, that could be like anybody. Oral
5: Roberts made it to a sweet
6: 16 But that's not last the year. game I expect them to lose. Duke, Duke. Depends, has, hold on.
5: Duke has a two hold seed on. loss. I
6: may give you that bet, but let me just see what the brackets are.
5: I don't know if I will like it then. Oh. I want it right now. You, you have Smart been so. Man.
1: Boy smart, man. smart on, man.
5: On these, uh, on this uh, Villanova stinks train, and I'm just saying, put your money where your mouth is right now. Yeah. I we'll, wait. I'll we'll take under one and a
6: half. See, that's the great thing about having like a five day a week show like we have in three hours. I don't have to rush. I know you don't. Yeah, I can wait.
5: I, I almost got you to pull the trigger on it yesterday, but uh, it did not happen. All right, uh, back to the NFL. A couple things in the NFC East. So I'll just throw them both out there, and uh, we'll react. Uh, Amari Cooper is likely to be released from the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, just two years ago, they gave him a big old contract. And that's kind of the, well, I guess Micah Parsons being there, the defense emerged. But really, the sexiness of that offense was their three-headed monster at wide receiver And now Amari Cooper likely to hit the free agency. And then Ian Rappaport today had this. He said, how serious are the commanders? That's the football team in Washington, for those who don't know. In their search for a QB, sources say they made a strong offer to the Seahawks on Russell Wilson. It didn't go anywhere, but a sign Washington is ready to deal. And given what they have on their roster, they may be a quarterback away. So... From what we've seen today in this division, Amari Cooper likely on his way out. And the Washington football team, the Commanders, they're going to try hard to get a quarterback. Now, ultimately, I think they end up with the likes. And I know you think Mitch Trubisky goes to New York. I'm not saying. I think it's a Mitch Trubisky-type quarterback, whether it's him or someone, kind of that veteran mold, uh, they tried to do that with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Obviously, that that failed uh, this year. And then I think they draft a quarterback at 11. That's my guess uh, of what they do. What ultimately, th- does the Amari Cooper release change your opinion on this Dallas Cowboys team at all? And the news that Washington is hot and heavy for a big-time quarterback, does that change your perception on them at all?
6: Well, listen, as a former player, I want everyone to get paid. But I also put myself in the shoes of a GM, an owner, a head coach. And I think here's what happened with Amari Cooper. They paid Amari Cooper at a level that made sense based on what he had done before. Didn't necessarily make sense, in my opinion, based on what I was seeing him do now and what I anticipate he can do moving forward. He looks like he's lost a step. Like Amari is not a young third, fourth-year player. He's been in the league for a good little bit of time, and he's battled some injuries, and it looks like those injuries have slowed him down. But he's getting paid like a top-of-the-line, number-one wide receiver, and he's not even that in Dallas. I think that's CeeDee Lamb. So based on the report today, it looks like they had a decision. Are we going to allocate that money to Amari, or are we going to allocate it to Michael Gallup, who's a younger, in my opinion, at this point in his career, more physically gifted. Coming off a torn ACL, though. (coughs) Bless you. Excuse me. But I think we've I think we've seen uh, the advances in surgery and medicine, and you know guys can come back from injuries. I mean Joe Burrow tore his ACL last year, granted another position, mm-hmm. but you know um, the running back from the Rams he tore his Achilles. Yeah, you know Odell Beckham Jr. tore his ACL last year. He was excelling for the Rams before he got injured again. So I think we've seen that guys can bounce back the following year from those injuries. The deal with Russell Wilson and I wasn't privy to what the offer was, but I think here's a mistake Washington made, and you can't get caught tampering. But you have to find a way. I don't know if it's through the entertainment company in Sierra. <laughs> Russell has to go into the Seattle front office and say, I want to go here. Yeah. That's the only way he's getting moved. Because Pete Carroll's the same age as Jesus, so, I mean, he's not <laughs> trying to start over with a young quarterback. He don't have many years left as the head coach.
4: <laughs> On that note,
5: <laughs> got to hit a break. Just saying. We'll talk... Some brackets, who's in, who's out? Is there any money to be made on those bets? Have a bracketologist join us top of the hour.